Welcome back. Hi. This is Trisha. And I'm Evangelist Lorian, and we're kicking, kicking it, it with Jesus. Jesus. So, how was your week? Long. Yeah, mine too, mine too. Mine too. Found an awesome preacher, mm. as you know. Yes. I never um, actually listen to any of his sermons. I just see his snippets. Yeah, the little shorts yeah. on TikTok and stuff. It is Pastor Philip Anthony Mitchell. So good. Woo, from Atlanta? From it. Why does every good preacher, why are they all in the Bible Belt? Which is like, funny because he's from New York. Originally from right. Queens, he said in his, his yeah. preaching today. But even his, his little testimony. short testimony... I would love to hear like a full blown out testimony of where he was like for real, for real and where God placed him and how many years it took, right. you know, powerful, powerful man of God, <clears throat> right? So powerful. He's so powerful. I, last night I watched two videos of his and the second one that I watched was he's speaking on Revelation and he's talking he was in chapter two mm. and it was the letter to Ephesus. Yep. And that was the awakening. You've lost your first love. Right. right. He broke that down so beautifully. Woo. Mm -mm -mm. What was the one that you watched today? I watched two, the one you sent me. And then the one I didn't finish the whole one on the way here, but I just started watching it. It's listening to it. It's two ways. Is that what it's what it was two called? Roads? Two roads. Two roads or two ways. Only two ways. Only two ways. And he talks in Matthew seven thirteen to fourteen. How powerful he was saying is like. You can't like. There's two roads. There's two paths. There's two doors. One's narrow. One's wide. And like the the narrow one, and this is kind of like what we were talking. I don't know if we talked on the podcast last week about it, or we just, but we were talking about how like my dad had said like for years and years and years he really thought he was going to get into heaven because of my grandmother. And what Pastor Philip was saying is that that door, that road that leads to God, to leads to Jesus, you can only go through it on your own. You cannot go through it on your spouse or on your kids or on your mom or on your dad, on. your aunt, your uncle, none of your, your friends, your pastor, nothing. You have to walk through that door on your own. And not even just that, you have to walk, like what he was saying, I forget exactly how I was saying it, but the attitude, like you can't walk through that door in your own understanding, in your own attitude. It has to be through God's, through what God calls you to do. Amen. It. And like, that's so powerful because how many times do you think, I just think about like my own circumstance, like my own spouse, like you got to do it yourself. You got to have a relationship for yourself. And that's actually one of my prayers is that he encountered, not for me, not for my marriage, not Come for on. my relationship, not for our children, Come on. but because what I've encountered with Jesus I want him to encounter because I know how good it feels that I just want that for him, not for me, but for him, for himself to right. feel how good that feels, you know, because this world sucks. Can we say that? Yes, we can. 
because it sucks. Yeah. Bad. And every day you have to get up and fight. And I think Pastor Philip was actually saying that in the one that you sent me too about we're going to have trials. We're going to, it's going to be a, a, a bumpy road. And it's the truth. But there's something to be said, which is a, and I, you know, the arsenal of weapons that we have is nothing compared to what the world has. Nothing. Right. You can demolish an argument just by prayer. Right. Like, and I know, right, I know prayer for your spouse moves mountains because the two have become one flesh. Right. And so when you're standing in that gap, you're not just standing for salvation. You're standing for so many other things. His soul. Right. You know what I right. mean? And there's nothing more than what Jesus wants to do. He wants to save him. Right. You know what I mean? He loves him more than you do. Right. And so, you know, I know that firsthand. God did it. God did it. And sometimes my prayers were tears. For real, for real. I like what Pastor Philip said too about just because God did it in the past one way doesn't that. mean that he can't do it a different way. Or he won't do it a different way. He said stop putting him in a box. Stop, stop right. chaining him. Because he doesn't always do it the way he did it in the past. Right. So, yeah. I mean, powerful, powerful man of God. And I, I think I, I like him so much because he's so dramatic like yeah. me. <laughs> he's tell, dramatic. <laughs> tell me he's, he's not dramatic, dramatic like me. <laughs> I'm like, no. I, just, I don't know if I would say dramatic. He's passionate. Very. And I think because I love, I you know, just thinking about like my pastor. He grew up in the church. And like, I don't really know my pastor's testimony. And I'm sure he has a great one. But like, his dad was a pastor. And then he became a pastor. And I'm sure he had his whatever. But... I just think it's so cool to see a pastor that lived on the streets. That was so far deep into the world. Come on. And how God just pulled him out of it. Did you hear, did you hear the, the testimony that he had? Yeah. He said, I don't know if it was the video last night or this morning, but he said, I shouldn't be here. He said a bullet grazed yes. my, the back of my ear. It was aimed at the back of his head. Right. He shouldn't. He shouldn't be here. Right. And I'm thinking to myself, you grow up in Queens. Listen, you're either gonna be a thug on the street, right, or you're leaving Queens and you're making something of yourself or trying to. Right. So, you know, and here's God. Like, but I, that's why I think he's so passionate about it. Because he knows who he was before God. Like, there's a you true, walk away from right, that? You right. And I'm not saying, like, like, somebody like my pastor who grew up in the church and who, he still has a powerful story, too. Of course he does. He still has his struggles. He still has, like, he's a, an amazing pastor. But there's something to be said about somebody that just knows the world so well. That... 
completely got transformed by Jesus Come on. and how much on fire he is. And I'm not saying other pastors that aren't on fire because Pastor John is on fire. Like I, he's so on fire, but it's just, it's cool to see. And I think that's why he's so passionate about it mm. because he knows even Atlanta, Georgia, I'm sure it's still not like the best area. All the good preachers, my professors from Georgia, I'm like, why, Lord, why? <laughs> you know, but I think he's like right now one of my favorites. Mm. He is. He's one of my favorites. And I didn't realize, I mean, you see the little shorts and the, the reels and right. you don't really, but yo, I mean, I've only watched three videos thus far, but I mean, he made me, he broke me today and made me cry. Mm. Well, not him, but God used him right. to stop looking back there. Right. Okay, I did that for you. You were blessed back there, but can you not perceive? Can you not see? that I'm going to blow your mind in this next season. You just, how do you not see it? Right. And I don't always do the same thing the same way. Right. Sometimes I'll shuffle it up mm -hmm. just to get you off your grind. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, and I really feel like, I'm like, God, did you talk to him about me? Like, what? 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 No, he did keep saying, I don't know who this is for. I don't know you, who this is for. You heard him, right? I'm he like... said it like four times. And it's funny because it's funny how we could both listen to the same service and get two totally different things from it. That's the Holy Spirit and right there. When he said, how he said it somehow like about your marriage and why can't you be the first? Why can't you be the first to have a, a healthy marriage? Come on. Why can't you be the first to not get divorced? Why can't you be the first? And that was so powerful to me because that's my thing. Like, I'm a divorced child. My husband, divorced child. And that's the truth. Why can't you be the right. first? Why can't you have a successful, beautiful marriage? That's what he said. Raising children, right. too. You right. know? And that's where I got out of that, too. Like, why can't, why can't I have that? Why can't I perceive that? And that was my prayer. And I said, you know what? Why can't I, God? Help me help me perceive that. Because for some reason, it's scrambled in my brain. And, you know, at the end, I even put my, my anointing oil on my hands. And I was just like, I am ready to receive this prayer that you're going to pray. Because Come on. I want I to perceive that too. Yeah. And that's what, Trisha, I promise you, that same demon... That's, that speaks and says, well, your mama and your daddy got divorced yeah. and so-and-so got divorced. And it's just, you know, it's a thing in your family. And then the first right. fight that we had, I was like, I'm out. Right. I'm out. Easier to walk like, away. I don't need you. I can do this all on my own. Right. I don't need you. While all the while, I'm like, chase after me, please. Right. Just chase exactly. after me, please. Right. And we just, as women, we, it's almost as if, especially independent women, I ain't being vulnerable. Yep. You're, you're not seeing that side of me. Exactly. 
when all the while God's going, can you just, can you just speak the truth? Right. Say the truth. And leave the ball in his court and can see what happens. Can you stop being so hard? And, <clears throat> you know, and you know what? All right, we're still living and I'm 52, but listen. <laughs> You're stuck with me, brother. Right. <laughs> I ain't leaving. <laughs> right? I might leave, but I ain't, I ain't really leaving. <laughs> you know, you may have to sleep in another bed, but, right? you know. But no, seriously. No. Devil, you can't rattle my cage with that anymore. I'm sorry. Didn't Pastor Philip say something like that too? How did he say it? Like, the first... The first trial that we go through as Christians, we're just like, oh, forget it. I can't do this. And that's the truth, too. Like, we don't lean into God when we go through trials. I don't think as... I think we have to learn how to do that. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Because the moment we get saved, tell the truth. We're like, woo! Right, right. You know, we're like, ah, on a cloud with God. Right. And then all of a sudden, that feeling goes away. And the devil comes. Mm -hmm. It's almost like God puts us in a supernatural bubble. Right. And just makes us know that we belong to him. Right. It's like him and us. We're just, we're... That's so funny because that just reminds me of something that... And I like won't go into detail, but that, that prayer we did in the bathroom. Yeah. Right? And you were like... I was the only one that didn't feel it. But how do we know? How do you know that that's not God saying, trust me that I'm there. Trust me that I am showing up. Even if you can't feel it, trust me that I am showing up. Oh, I know he did. And I think that's what we do. Like, oh, I can't feel it. Or I didn't, I went to service and I, I didn't feel the Holy Spirit. Well, sometimes we're not going to feel it. Especially, especially when we've been saved for a little while. Or, or me and you right. can be sitting in the same spot seat and you're like Ugh. and I'm like what right. you know what I mean? right <laughs> and you got hit by the Holy Ghost and I, I got nothing right like when we're in the bathroom praying for my aunt right I didn't feel nothing like you said but I know that Holy Spirit showed up because I looked at my aunt's face and I was like Phew. yep yep I felt the Holy Spirit. But that's what I mean, though. Like, it's not all rainbows and butterflies. Come on. You know what I mean? Like, Come on. so many people think, or maybe that's that's because Christians have made it seem like that. Like, oh, it's like this best thing. Like, it is the best thing because Jesus died for us, but it's hard. It's a hard road, especially when you've been walking it for a little while and then you have to go in faith now. You have to go with you know God's going to show up even if you don't feel it. Or you know he's going to hear your prayer even if you don't feel like praying. You know what I mean? I do. I do. That's hard. It really is. Or keep praying for the same thing for years and years and years and years. That. Like, okay, I don't want to do this anymore, God. Obviously, <sighs> obviously you don't want to hear me. Or obviously this isn't what what is for my road. That's like, you know, my husband, your dad. Your grandmother prayed for him for 40 years. 40. That's... And I go and, you know, I, I'm, I, get, I get radically saved 
mm. in my bedroom. Nothing changes with my husband. He just, you know, he's used to the whole Jesus thing. You right, know, right. he's used to it. I prayed for 11 months every single day, probably two or three times a day for him to be safe, for him to have an encounter with Jesus. And in Jesus' name, one day he's going to come on this podcast and he's going to give his testimony because yeah, it's is. absolutely powerful. But, I mean, God radically shows himself real to him mm. in our bed with me sleeping on the side of him. That's so good. I wake up, he, he's like, I'm thinking he's having a heart attack or something. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what's the matter? And he looks at me and just tears flowing, voice changing, like cracking. And he said, Jesus was in our room all night. He said our room was like the inside of a light bulb all night. That's so wild. And I'm like, huh? And, you know, but that just goes to show his mom, 40 years, and then he goes to her that morning when he wakes up and he's had to tell her something that God said. And she just, okay. Like, no, my son saved. But I can bet you that when he left, she was praising Jesus that her Absolutely. son was saved. That's good. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's hard when it's your children and you're praying and praying and praying and praying. It's hard. <laughs> Let's keep it real though. It's hard for everyone. It's even hard for your spouse just praying. It and is. I can't think about 40 years like because I am the one to the first one to be like, well, it hasn't happened yet. So it must not be my road. Every time. That's the devil right there. Every time. And then it's like, God is so faithful and so loving and so caring for me, for an, a spoiled little brat like I am, that is impatient and sinful. And every time I feel, I start really feeling like, well, this isn't my road. This mm. isn't what I'm supposed to. He shows me. He does something to show me. No, I'm working. Can you just, can you just relax? Stop having, you know, how many... It's like 365 times in the Bible it says to not worry. <laughs> How many days in the year? 365. So there's literally a scripture every single day of not to worry in the Bible. If he said it 365 times. And we should 365 times. Every day. 60, 365 days. Then we should be saying that at one of those scriptures every single day. Is it easy? Absolutely not, because I worry. I even, you know, like I was talking to my husband off subject. Rabbit. Sometimes, sometimes I forget that we're like two in a podcast. That's <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> hi everyone. <laughs> it's just us. <laughs> so I called my husband today, and I'm like, I need to go do something with with myself. I need to like, I need to like work out, do something. I need to get out of this house. And I said to him. I'm sorry that I feel like I'm being so needy. I'm not really that needy of a person. And he said, I don't think you're being needy. 
I said, well, I feel like I'm being needy. Like I need too many things. And it's not, I really don't need that many things, but it's because I have this like trauma of not getting my needs met as a child, like emotionally, that that's how I feel now as an adult. And I do the same thing with God. I do the same exact thing with God. Well, God, I really would like this, this, and this, or so if you could just do one of those, or if you don't want to do any of them, then I get it. Like, I don't really, I guess don't really need it. But God says, I know your heart and I know what you want. And I'm going to do that for you because I love you that much. Mm. You just have to have a little bit of patience and stop worrying. Stop overthinking in your brain. Come on. That's the hard part. I haven't got there yet. That's the hard part. When it comes, there is, your babies are still small. Mm. I know that. And my baby didn't shift. My youngest didn't shift until he was 22. I mean, he was shifting, but 22. He was like, I'm out. Mm. I'm done. So there's something to be said when it comes to your children and you see the road they're on and God may be blessing them financially mm. with their spouse but yo in the end you're empty you're broken you worry you have a ton of stuff the burdens that you carry. They're no longer on your shoulders. You're carrying them in this in this Santa sack behind you. You know what I mean? Like, yep. and you can't break free. Right. And, you know, it's just, it's hard. It's hard when it's your kids. You know? Yeah, and I have small children right now. And they'll get big, and they'll come out from underneath mom and dad, and you can't, you don't know nothing no more. You ain't wise. I got this, mom. I don't need your advice. And that's the hot pot. You're like, yeah, you do. <laughs> you know? I don't know if it's because of who I am or whatever, but like, I know deep in my soul that children leave. Like, there's just this bit in that. It's a piece to me. Like, I'm not supposed to have this child forever. I'm supposed to raise this person. And then they're supposed to leave. And they're supposed to do... Now they're supposed to do life, Mm -hmm. right? But I want to have a relationship with that person... I want to figure out how to have a good relationship with my kids that they want to continue to have a relationship with me when they're older. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I so think too, when they're the teenagers, way. yes, they're, I don't know nothing, but once they hit like 20, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like their mind shifts. You know, I think too, maybe it has something to do with the way that they were raised. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. 
I wish that I could give people advice on, on it, but, you know, I don't know. Everybody has a mind of their own, right. so they choose. Right, once that person grows up, it's their choice. Like, I know in my heart, I am trying to do everything for me personally, and I said this to Josh, like, I spiritually i'm being filled so much with this podcast with reading with going to church like i'm spiritually being filled all the time like my spirit is is good mentally and emotionally like my body is not good do you know what i'm saying, mm. what I'm saying? like i need something so in order for me to be a good wife and a good mom i need to find those other outlets as well like working out and like getting those endorphins running in my brain and helping with the stress because my cortisol is like through the roof and it doesn't ever want to come down. Can I ask you something? Do you set time aside to literally just go in and pray? Pray, no. Not just go in and pray. I try to literally set time away to just read my Bible and I don't even have that, <laughs> okay? I, I don't have time because by the end of the night, that's why I do it in the morning because by the end of the night, once I put Octavia to bed, 7, 7.30, I'm like, all right, let me just force myself to be up for a little while, but like by 8.30, I could go to bed. But I still want to sit with my husband for a half hour to an hour <laughs> You know right. what I mean? Because I don't have any time with him and I don't have any time. So in the morning, I try to at least get up and read my Bible. And that's why I always say, God sees me. Because the amount of time I get interrupted, mm. I can't actually read the Bible. I can't. But this is the season that I'm in. I'm in the season of being interrupted. I can't even go to the bathroom by myself. Right. You know what I mean? I do. But <laughs> Octavia's three now. And she's getting to the age where she's like, Mommy, what are you doing? And I talk to God all day long, like out loud. And she says, Mom, are you talking to yourself again? And I just say, I'm talking to Jesus. <laughs> Literally all day. Mom, are you talking to yourself again? Yep. But I'm praying all day long. I don't, I, the thing is I don't talk in my head. I talk out loud. Right. But do I have time by myself? in a room to pray? No, I don't do that. Yeah. I gotta um, say I've never done that. Really? I've never been, and I know that prayer is powerful and, and, and you have to, God says to, but I haven't got there yet. Hmm. You will. You will. So, God put this in my heart. I'm gonna totally shift this conversation. That's okay. So God put this in my heart earlier while you were driving here. So I'm going to quickly read, quickly read Luke 18, starting at verse 35. Bartimaeus receives his sight and it says, As Jesus was approaching Jericho, it happened that a blind man was sitting beside the road begging. And when he heard the crowd going by, he asked, what's going on? They said, it's Jesus of Nazareth passing by. So Bartimaeus started shouting out loud and he said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Those that were leading the way sternly told him, shut your mouth. But he screamed all the more. Mm. Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stops, 
orders the blind man to come to him. And he came there and Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? He said, Lord, let me regain my sight. So he, was, he wasn't always blind. Right. And Jesus said to him, regain your sight. Your personal trust and your confidence and your faith in me has made you well. Immediately, he regained his sight and began following Jesus, glorifying and praising and honoring God. And all the people, when they saw it, praised God. And I said to myself, <clears throat> Lord, I don't understand why there was a lot of things about the whole thing that really bothered me. Hmm. One, ain't it something how you can live like a complete heathen? You're an alcoholic, you're a drug addict, you're a prostitute, you're a liar, you're addicted to porn. You're all these things. Your family and friends know it and say nothing to you. You get saved and all of a sudden, well, what are you doing that for? Why are you going to church so much? Right. That's the am truth. I, am, okay. And I feel like that's what the man wanted to better himself. He wanted Jesus. Mm. Shut up. Stop now, screaming. In that scripture, it said, who said that to him? Who said what to him? Like, no. The, the people disciples? that were leading. No. The people that were leading the procession. Mm. So. But, Trisha. I think what. What struck me, and I really want to talk about this for a second. What struck me was this. Jesus said to him, regain your sight. Like it's that easy. Your faith has made you well. Regain it. There was no magic potion. Right. Jesus wasn't... He didn't lay his hands on him. He, he, didn't spank, he, didn't right. do, he didn't do he nothing. Go wash it out in the river. Regain it then. Your personal faith in me made you well. Immediately. Why was it a void in him? Because obviously he knew that Jesus was, Jesus was it. If he could just get to Jesus, he would be healed. That's the same thing with the girl with the issue of blood. She, she just said, I need to touch his clothes. But there was something to be said, even with her. He said, your faith in me has made you well. Right. So, listen to what he's saying. Your faith in me made you well. He didn't do it. Your faith did it. So why is it? Why is it? Wait a minute. So immediately the Bible says he regained his sight. And from there he served Christ. Okay? Right. Tell me why. 
And I'm not saying it doesn't happen in the United States. I'm not saying that. It does. But not as much as it does Africa. Other countries. Why is it that we lack faith? Why do we lack faith in Jesus? When we read this, like this, we have an issue. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We don't have that faith. So I posed that to the Lord. And he brought back, you know the story of the father that had the son? And when Jesus was coming down off the mountain, the, the, the boy saw Jesus and that demon that was in the son threw him in the fire? Yeah. Okay. So the father says to Jesus, if you can, will you kill my son? The demon is trying to kill him and it always has. Jesus says, how long has it been like that? Since he was a kid. And so, Trisha, Jesus looks at the father and says, do you believe that I can do this? This is, I'm telling you, this is what Jesus put in my heart. Do you believe that I can do this? And the father says, I believe, listen to how it doesn't make sense. I believe, help my unbelief. Hmm. Right? It just kind of doesn't make sense. This is what the Lord put in my heart. I totally understand that, though. I do, too. You know why? Because I feel the same way. So you tell me why, when you, when you heard that, what happened? What do you mean? Why, why can you understand that? Why can I understand mm-hmm. I believe but help my unbelief. Mm-hmm. It's like almost like it's like my mind and my heart. Like mm. my heart believes that you can do this. But my mind is questioning, is this real? Can you really do it? Do you want to do it? Do you want him to do it? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's where I feel like the disconnect is. Like not to go back with my husband, the same thing with my husband. I know in my heart that God can do that. But my unbelief, for whatever that is, it's a battlefield in here. (laughs) For me, it's this. My past. My childhood. Mm. Growing up in Catholicism, and I'm not saying anything bad about the Catholic religion because, yo, you know, it was a it was a foundation at one time for me. Like I knew Jesus was real, I knew God was real, and I knew Holy Spirit was real right. because of the Catholic religion. There was a reverence and an honor mm. for God. You know, my father is rabbit. My father is Spanish, so every time we go by a Catholic church, he's like, I'm like, Dad, do you know it? this is Rhode Island? Right. There's one on every corner. Right. But I really feel like your past prevents you 
a lot of times to believe because of where we are, whether it's in your relationship with your husband, a relationship with God, certain things will stop you. Does my man really love me? Like, like for real love me? Or does he think about divorce too? Mm. Does he want to bounce on me too? Because look, I'll, I'll jet before he can even tell me. You know what I mean? Right. He just doesn't want to be in this marriage anymore. That is your past. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I feel like that father, like the woman with the issue of blood, spent all her money. Mm. He said, if you can. And Jesus did for him. And it, that just amazes me. See, I, I, it, it's so crazy how like we all, we all experience and feel things differently, right? Because I don't feel like it's my past. I was one way and now I'm another way. Yes, right. I'm not gonna quote. Ah, I was gonna quote Joe. I can't even help it. <laughs> People are like, what are you right. talking about? Okay, just what she just said? Just go back and listen to all of our other podcasts. We talk about Chosen all the time. We um, do talk about Chosen all the time. Because now that I'm see, like, now that I'm, like, really walking with Jesus, I can, like, look back and I can see. Like, I don't really have this testimony where I was an alcoholic or I was a drug addict or I, you know, was a prostitute. Like, I, I don't have that. And... Glory to God for all the people that do have that and are and can have look back and see how bad that was. But I kind of just live. I just kind of had this mundane, right? I hated God. I knew God was real. I hated Him. But I can tell you times, all the time, where He showed up when I didn't deserve it. He He rescued me from death multiple times and I didn't really understand it then like it was God doing it but I can now so when I when I think of I believe but help my unbelief it really is just because my brain tells me that I'm not worthy of it exactly you know what I mean but not because of things that I did in my past that I'm not worthy of it like, oh, I was really bad and I did this, so I'm not worthy of it. So why do you do say you... not worthy? I feel like because, and I don't mean to keep, like... All right, yeah, you don't have to. You don't have to. Yeah. I get it. But I just, that's how I feel. Like, I never... I don't know. Like, I never did anything where I was like... Like, I did things that weren't good. Like, I did ecstasy, and I saw demons that night. Like, yeah, that was not good, but that was a part of my journey that God let me see and do that I can help other people someday. I'm going to help somebody through that. You know what I mean? I do. Where I don't think the things that I 
like Pastor um, Philip said, we make so many choices. The choices that I made, I don't feel is... <laughs> I'm telling Dad. <laughs> I... Sorry, babe. I'm shutting it off. <laughs> I don't feel like I just feel like it's just my brain. You know what I mean? I do. You know, there's something to be said about when we when we decide to give God our all. Mm. Trisha, it's almost like he and I know it's not the truth, but it feels like this. Okay, well let me test you that. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. And you're like, wait, did I pass? Right. <laughs> what know. grade did I get? Because I didn't get good grades in school. I don't think so. I don't think I did got a good grade. But, you know, <clears throat> and then, you know, he comes along and you said it but didn't say it this way. He just showers grace on you. Mm. And I don't want to cry, but... Then you have this epiphany. Right. I didn't deserve that grace. At all. Why did you do that for me? Right. And you're like, Whoa. You know? Yeah. I mean, and I know you do know, but I've been saved for a very, very long time. And he still blows my mind. Like, never in a lifetime would I ever have thought giving up the daycare center, 86 kids. There was a point where I had 101. Mm. Never did I think giving up the daycare center for, to, to have my destiny in God and my destiny would be a church. Like what? Wait, what? You're the only one that ever didn't realize that. <laughs> because, you know, I love people. Obviously, I have a podcast with you. Right. I love people. And I, I love to challenge people to, you investigate whether or not this Jesus that we right. speak about, I tell you about, is real. Right. Investigate it. See. Right. right. Exactly. Like the road, like we were, like what we started with. Investigate these two roads. One is of Jesus and one is of the world. Exactly. Investigate, which they both tell you that they, ha they give life. Right. Hey. Investigate which one is true. Because I can promise you that if you truly investigate, Jesus is going to show you which one is real. You know, that I can remember Jesus showing me that scripture. Enter into the narrow gate. Because wide is the road mm. that leads to destruction. And many, many, many are on it. But now is the road that leads to life. And few. 
and few. Find it. Few. And the sad thing is, for why? Not to sound like a little kid, but for why? Right. What of this world is Say so it. good that you would waste away maybe a hundred years that you have? Or... Because eternity is a long time. Or you think you have time. Or you think you have time. Two teachers died, both in their 40s. 47, 43. What? Thank God that they were both saved. Seriously. But you do think that you have time. And the other thing is, is like, oh, well... My dad said this, told me about this, this story about somebody he works with and he's said, I think we talked about it last week, about the guy that's like, oh, well, I can't make it to church today because I can't come in high. Mm. Jesus never said, clean yourself up before coming That to right me. there. Come on, let's talk about that. Like, no. Come to church high because is not the building in which the church is... Right, us, right. Is it not for the sick? Right. He said, I came to seek and to save that, them, which is lost. Yo, I'm saved and I'm still lost. How about that? Absolutely. How about that? Can you imagine people that, I mean, I, I can vaguely remember how I felt when I wasn't saved. The very first miracle Jesus ever did for me. Ready? That I can remember. Dad wasn't saved. I forgot to pay. And we had the money. It's the truth. We had the money. But I forgot to pay National Grid the gas bill. Hmm. And I saw... I was still working. I had daycare in the house. Okay? So this is a long time ago. I saw National Grid pull up and he was walking towards my house and it dawned on me. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I went outside <clears throat> and I said, sir, I promise you, da -da -da -da, whatever I said. You know those jokers don't play. Yeah. It, they got a job to do. Right. They're coming to shut you off and that's it. They exactly. don't want to hear nothing. Right. That man did not shut me off that day. Wow. And it was summer. And nobody can tell me that that wasn't Jesus. Right. Because, like I said, they got a job to do and they're doing it. Right, exactly. And I'm like, thank you, Jesus. But that was the first miracle. And I, it sounds funny to most people. But to me, not having hot water. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> you know absolutely. what I mean? So I just, it is what it is. Well, He's as, so wonderful. I as love we him. wrap up, we got to wrap up. We got to keep, we can keep talking, but we can't go over an hour. No, we're going to wrap up. We're going to wrap up. I just want people to know that there are two gates. 
And I, my prayer for each person that listens is that Jesus speak to them on a personal level. Not because of something I said, not because even even for my own spouse, like not because of something I'm doing or saying or whatever, but I my prayer is that this Jesus that we speak of every week is such a personal Jesus, mm. such a personal God, and that's my prayer for the people listening is that they encounter that personal Holy Spirit that is there just for you. Amen. You know what I mean? I do. Because we aren't promised tomorrow. And there are two gates, regardless of what you think. And I'm not trying to be whatever. It's regardless of what you think. Everybody says, oh, yeah, there is a higher power or whatever. Right? Even the people that don't believe. There is a higher power. There's something. Okay, well, that something is God who created the whole entire universe. And he said that there's two ways either through Jesus or you're going to go through the world and the world leads to destruction. Say say it. The world leads to hell. How about that? Yeah, it does. That's it. And I don't wish that upon my worst enemy. Oh no, I'm a Christian. I shouldn't have any enemies. Well, I do because I ain't perfect and I ain't Jesus. I don't wish that upon my worst enemy to go to hell. I want them to be saved too. I want them to encounter Jesus too. Yep. That's the truth. So, for me, for those that are walking with Jesus, and you're doing and doing and doing and doing, you're going to church, you, you, you're helping your brothers and sisters, you're in Bible study, mm. you're doing all these things, and Jesus loves that. But in your heart... You've lost your first love. That's okay. You lost that deep intimacy with Jesus. Mm -hmm. Those are the people I want to talk to. Mm -hmm. Because, and it's so easy to do, especially if you've been a Christian for a while. You can lose the love that you had for Jesus at first. And so Jesus says in the book of Ephesians, in the book of Revelations, when he speaks to the Ephesians, he said, I see your good works. I see all that you're doing for me. I see how you're strengthening your brothers and your sisters. And I see how you're diving into the word. And I see the love that you show for even your enemies. I see it. And I commend you for it. But I have this one thing against you. You've lost your first love. In other words, you've lost your love for me. Right. Remember the height from which you've fallen. Remember the things that you used to do when I first came into your life. How you used to go behind closed doors and you used to read your word for hours and you'd go and you'd sit and you'd just talk to me for a while or you'd put worship music on and you would sing from the top of your lungs all these things you used to do and it was just me and you yeah 
remember and do. Because if not, I'm going to come and I'm going to remove your lampstand. And we as especially daughters of Christ, we need to encourage each other to do what we used to do. Keep your love burning. That's your first, how you say it, your, your first priority. Right. Because if you let that die out, you're done. Right. Then, then you become self-righteous and then you become religious. Because now you're just, you're just doing stuff. The to love isn't, off. the love isn't there anymore. And then what will you say when you finally stand before him? Mm. But God, I did this and this. Yeah, but did you do it in my name? Because my love in you grew cold. Mm. Father, let that never happen to me again. Because it has. Mm. Yeah, to show me first. Right. And I don't ever want that to happen to me again. Never. And it was only him that, that brought me back. Nobody said it. It was him. You had to go through it. I did. I'm glad I did. But I don't never right. want to do that again. Do that again. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. Oh, that's funny. So, you want to pray for the people? Mm. Do you have anything else you want to say? No. No. Holy Father, how majestic and holy is your name. And how we love you and how we honor you because you are good and your mercies endure forever. Jesus, I thank you that you love us. I thank you that you sing over us when we sleep. Father, as your daughters, as we come together as one, we stand in the gap for those that listen I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would show yourself real mm. to those, Father, that their hearts are open to hear you right now. I pray that they would have an encounter with the living God. I pray that you would break chains over their minds, chains over their lives, addictions break, Father, right now in the name of Jesus. Indecisions, Father, I pray that you would stand in the, in the heart of them and you would break every indecision, whether or not they want to serve you or mm. love you or even think that you are real. Father, I pray that you would show yourself real to them. Father, I pray for those, Father, where the love has waxed cold. In Jesus' name, Holy Spirit, Breathe new breath yes. 
into the hearts and lives of those that are struggling in their hearts. Fill them with the love that you have given us. Jesus, I thank you for every listener. I pray that you would bless them. I pray that you would help them. I pray for those, Father, that have been praying diligently, some for years. Mm -hmm. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you would answer those prayers. For loved ones to be saved. For those that are bound to be set free. And the list goes on and on. Father, we stand and we intercede on their behalf. Jesus, we love you. And we say that there is no other but you. We thank you that we are on the road of life. And I pray, Jesus, that one day, Trisha and I will be able to see those that have listened and have been changed. We'll be able to see them one day in heaven. We give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, until next time, people. Woohoo! We've just been kicking, kicking it, it with, with Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> God bless you.